everybody, how's it going? This is Hub, and welcome back to another very special episode of Tighten Up the Defense. It is April 20th, at approximately 20 minutes after 4, and as such, Happy Weed's Birthday, everyone! Now, I've never been a huge 420 guy. It just never seemed like that big a deal holiday to me. Uh, I haven't smoked weed in a couple of years. A and I think just as a bartender, I developed kind of a natural antipathy towards second-tier holidays, like your St. Patrick's Day and your Cinco de Mayo and stuff like that. But I remember talking to my sister soon after she had kids and her saying, yeah, but you know, they just love it and it gives them something to just break up the calendar and gives you an activity to focus on. So this year, I am just fucking all in on 420. Hmm. So happy 420, everybody. Joining me as ever is my good for many things brother, Corey. Corey, how's it going? It's going just fine. How are you? I am doing pretty good. I'm a couple of minutes late, but, you know, at times a flat circle, so it's cool. That's what they say. Yeah, they always say that. I mean, um, I've heard you say it. <laughs> right, well, other people say it too. Okay. I'm sure of it. So I went back and forth on what I wanted us to do for a 420 special. Uh, I considered having us read a particularly trippy comic book or a, like, Fabulous Furry Freak Brothers or something. But that seemed like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, we could do another one of the drug awareness Teen Titans issues, but we already did the one that was fun, and the other ones are kind of a bummer. And besides that, they talk a lot of shit about drugs. And I don't think that we should be insulting weed on its birthday. That just seems rude. And I want to give our listeners a warning, first of all. Um, this episode is rated R for casual drug use, because we're going to casually use some drugs. And, uh, I don't know, nudity. It's a uh, voice call, but <laughs> I figure there's about a 60-40 chance of that happening in any call regardless. So, it probably won't impact the show, but just so you know. And what we're going to do is we're going to watch the Teen Titans cartoon from 1967. They only made three episodes of them. They're only seven minutes long. And, uh... We are going to partake of some powerful Jamaican incense and then uh, enjoy these programs and then attempt to describe our experience watching them to you. I don't know how listenable it's going to turn out, but uh, it's worth a shot, eh? Hey. All right. So, Corey, are you ready? I am ready. I am almost ready. I am going to first load my water brazier with some Jamaican incense. Ah. <coughs> oh, there it is. There it is. And all right, you ready to start it? I am, uh, but I guess first, would you like to give a brief synopsis about your incense of choice? Okay, this is a high CBD but still some THC blend that uh, is being consumed out of a, as I mentioned, uh, specialized bubbler. Um, ah. For the next round, I have something different planned. Oh and my. yours? Similar. Yep. Same delivery device. Uh, mine was a sour tsunami. 
Um, a sativa that's also mostly CBD, but enough of the other stuff to make this podcast increasingly challenging for me because I also <laughs> am not <laughs> a regular incense burner. Yeah, uh, this was something that I found in an old lunchbox <laughs> that uh, one of our house guests left here. So, wow. Yeah, let's see how it goes. All right. I think the important thing is I don't see what could possibly go wrong now. Yep. Okay, you ready? Uh huh. Wow. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> but they didn't... How did... They didn't... <laughs> how did they know it was from outer space? Did I miss something? Well, we don't have any giant robots on Earth. It just stands to reason, right? Clearly we do. Well, but they didn't come from here. We mm. don't... Nobody on the planet Earth has the technology required to make a computer that can talk. Yeah, that was a good little time capsule. Like, the idea of that being a horrifying thing is funny, because that's so normal now. Pretty great. So, what did you what what'd you think? I thought that was a f- fun, whimsical way to spend seven minutes and one second. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it could have sustained longer than that, but nope. not bad. Weird that Robin wasn't part of the team. They switched him out for Speedy, it looks like. Which, generally not a great move, I gotta say. I went into this, I realized, with a significant bias of not thinking that Speedy or Kid Flash was going to do a good job. Because they've been pretty historically annoying characters to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I gotta say that the voice talent was right on, but they were pretty effective in this cartoon. Yeah, and I want to remind you that you loved this kid, Flash. I think he got your vote for Teen Titan of the whole first 52 issues. Oh, well, yeah, that's that version. That's the syrup-chugging rapscallion that we know and love, not the later wishy-washy guy. Yeah. So, okay, real quick, I'm going to try to give a a synopsis of the plot. All right. Shouldn't take that long. The Teen Titans, which consist of... Aqualad, uh, which it weirded me out that they didn't say his name right, and Wonder Girl and Speedy and Kid Flash get notice from Speedy, who's at their incredibly spacious headquarters, that there is a giant killer robot that is attacking. So they rush in and try to thwart it. They don't do a great job. Kid Flash's main move is to try to run into the thing's foot as fast as he can which is cute, um, but nobody has much luck against him. The He bats him around a little bit and then jumps into the ocean, and so Aqualad jumps in after him and does his best, but gets battered around pretty good, gets beaten down, falls on the ocean floor, and then an octopus friend named Legs picks him up and gives him a hug, and... This hug rejuvenates him enough that he is able to leap into the air and rejoin the other Titans. They team up. They beat up that one robot. Uh, The robot has a bow tie, which I think is a nice touch. Then they all fly up to the flying saucer that's hovering above where the robot was. And 
A giant computer speaks slowly at them, which blows their mind. And then it sends out, and then it tells them to stop and not invade its flying saucer. And Kid Flash is like, fuck that. And so then it sends out four giant robots and they beat them up pretty quickly by tricking two of them into beating each other up. Speedy shoots one of them in the bow tie with a magic arrow and Wonder Girl reflects an energy beam back at it. And when the robots blow up, it overheats the computer and then the whole saucer blows up and the Titans all go home, except for Kid Flash, who Speedy says, uh, you'll have to wait until this chopper lands. <laughs> and uh, is it Speedy who says, wow, what a blast. He does. He said the funnest line in the thing, which was his line reading of, wow. <laughs> yep. So that was pretty great. What was your highlight of it? Was it uh, Speedy's delivery of the word wow? That is probably at the top. If not that, it's vying for attention with Wonder Girl saying, good job, Speedy boy. <laughs> that was pretty cute. I like that. It was pretty condescending. It was kind of refreshing to see them start talking like the old Haney version of themselves. Like they were using the fun slang. Aqualad mm -hmm. calls Speedy Speedio. I thought that was pretty fun. They're calling Kid Flash Twinkle Toes. Aqualad caught cute. a gillhead. Yeah, which I wasn't crazy about. That seemed like he was being lighthearted because his rejoinder to that was, okay, eagle eye. Which seems like a compliment in a way that Gilhead doesn't, but I guess you could read it that Aqualad doesn't see Gilhead as a put-down, and he's just like, oh, we're saying uh, useful animal attributes that each other has. Mm. Oh, okay, eagle eye. He is such a good-natured kid. He is. I can see why Legs wanted to give him a big hug. Leggy. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of the person who co-wrote Please Kill Me, The Oral History of Punk Rock. Legs McNeil. You're right. Uh, Leggy is the name of his octopus friend. That's an understandable mistake. I bet that happens a lot. Sure. Um, that was my highlight, was uh, <laughs> we cut back to Aqualad, and he's being hugged by an octopus, and he says, thanks, Leggy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was cute. That was pretty cute. I especially like it because it wasn't like the octopus caught him before he landed or shielded him from a blast. It just picked him up and gave him a hug. And that gave him the power to continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought that was very nice. Good job, all the Titans. Kid Flash's haircut kind of caught me by surprise. It was very static. He had a big black pompadour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, out of character. I think it's probably to differentiate him further from Speedy because they that's always been a difficulty I think people have had. I don't think I'm the only one is getting confused that one of them is named Speedy. They have similar costumes and it's not the one who can run fast. But in this, they have even more similar costumes. All four heroes have red tops, which is normal for three of them. But generally, Kid Flash would have the yellow top with the... Uh, red accents and in this he's got a, a red top and yellow legs but he also just has like a big like 
Elvis-style pompadour that is black that is coming out from the top of his hair. I almost wondered if it was like Black Lightning and he's it's part of his costume. Oh. I like that idea. He's just got a pompadour hat. I wonder if he has different Kid Flash costumes that have different haircuts on top. Mm. Like a built-in wig? Yeah. It's part of the cowl? Yeah, that was the way Black Lightning did it. I like that. What haircut do you think that uh, Kid Flash should have as part of his costume? Kid Flash, as part of his costume, should probably rock a mullet. Yeah. Like a really majestic one. That So when he runs, it flies out behind him. Oh, feathered. I wonder if a feathered mullet at super speeds would actually give one the ability of flight. Mm-hmm. It seems like a possibility with if you work the aerodynamics just right, like with the flying nun's hat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like this idea. Well, are you, you want to get ready for episode number two? Yeah, I think I think I could be ready. Okay, well, this is going to take me a second because for my preparation for this episode, Lisa brought back some weed-infused absinthe from eastern europe oh what could go wrong so, indeed. Uh, i can't imagine so all right uh, i've got the absinthe in the glass we are pouring the water into the sugar over the spoon i think that's the right amount stirring it up okay down to hatch godspeed That tastes very bad. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. (laughs) By this and by that. My head hummeth like a hive of bees on a hot June day. Oh, that doesn't sound pleasant at all. No. Oof. Yeah, I I do not like the taste of wormwood or whatever else is in that stuff. Who knows what is in this? Oh, my. Not All enough right. sugar. I'm going to try to get the taste out of my mouth. All right. All right, and let's further get the taste out of our mouth by watching another episode of the Teen Titans cartoon. Wow. Ooh. All right. So what did you think of that one? Um, this one felt a little more fast-paced. Yeah, I liked me. it. I, I also, it felt like Speedy was talking super fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I like this one better than the first one. Uh, seemed a little bit goofier. I really enjoyed the aliens character design. They looked like Easter at Island heads, so that was cool. Uh, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Corey, do you feel like filling us in on what happened in that episode? I will try. Okay. So, the episode starts with a bird-like looking... A bird-looking spaceship? Sure. Do your best. (laughs) (laughs) The show starts with a spaceship that is vaguely bird-like, flying all over the place. And um, it is manned by aliens, as you pointed out, who have kind of Easter Island-looking or like a mask-looking 
faces, very geometrical and vaguely German accents. And yeah. they say that they must uh, lose weight to gain altitude. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of Werner Herzog-y German, which, uh, which I appreciated. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Ethan Zippo's cry. Um, <laughs> so they drop a net full of dinosaurs to gain altitude. And then the Titans somehow show up to try and capture the dinosaurs. Okay, and then from there on out is just pure action. So the first one is a blue T-Rex looking dude um, who attacks a hamlet, which mm-hmm. I thought that meant like a village, but apparently that's just like one ranch house <laughs> with a <laughs> nuclear family inside of it who are terrified and have boarded their door shut and it's roaring at the house. Uh, Teen Titans show up. Uh, Speedy runs around it a whole bunch. Maybe like makes its wind on its nether regions which it doesn't like and and it like roars and then he falls down Uh and then uh wonder girl shows up and then she just falls down for no reason (laughs) maybe she faints but that doesn't seem like her it Uh, was when the creature roared so maybe he just had like super bad breath yeah it roars out of her and she's just bloop falls (laughs) and uh speedy shoots some stun stun arrows at it that are just like arrows with a big like round ball bearing on the end Mm-hmm. And uh, that bothers it, and uh, Aqualad runs at it and does a leaping headbutt to its belly and hurts his head on its hard belly. And then uh, Wendy wakes up and lassoes it, and then uh, that's that's it. It's captured. That's yep. the, the blue T-Rex guy. And there's two more critters that were in the net that got out. One is uh, a large pinkish, maybe fuchsia pterodactyl-like creature. Kid Flash thinks he can handle it, but it just grabs him and starts flying around with him in his talons. And then uh, they fly after it in their Titan spaceship or Titan plane, Titan jet. I think it's an invisible helicopter and it made it. I thought it was weird that Wonder Girl wasn't driving it, but Speedy was. That's right. Um, So they fly after it in their invisible helicopter and uh, Wendy jumps out and rescues him. And then uh, Speedy shoots an arrow with a string around its beak and that um, captures it, I think. Yeah, but before that, he shoots a boomerang arrow at it, and yeah, it misses. We, that never comes back either. Which it is never very... came back. I wanted it to even like until the very end of the show. I wanted it to be maybe a stinger at the very end that like then the boomerang arrow finally comes back and falls to the ground. But nope. Yeah, I know. I was having flashbacks to some of the defenders we've read recently, where I just keep <laughs> waiting for things to resolve, but nope. So, yeah, that's the pterodactyl that leaves this uh, last critter, which is a green, giant, kind of crocodile-looking guy. Aqualad, we get to hear him... Sorry, Aqualad gets to say leaping lampreys, which mm-hmm. is nice. And uh, we see the aliens again. They've shown back up, and, and they're like, still very Herzog. They're as fun of the creatures! <laughs> and they try and capture it um, by chasing it around and flogging it with sticks. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah, it seems to be ignoring them and just looking vaguely annoyed as they hit its uh, its underbelly with sticks. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Titans show up and the, and the German aliens are like, ah, we're being attacked and start shooting at them. Um, and then the crocodile's like, fuck this, and jumps in the water. And then Aqualad's like, oh, cool, this is my, my realm. Um, so he jumps on its beak and then uh, Wendy jumps on its tail. And that kind of, like, chills it out, and it just sort of rests on its back like an otter for a while. And then K-1 
Kid Flash runs... Oh, wait, no. Um, Speedy shoots an arrow with a rope on it into a tree, I think, or something. Yeah. And, and that makes a tight rope that Aqualad... No, that uh, Flash can run along to drop a net on the crocodile, and then the aliens are like, oh my gosh, guys, sorry, we shot at you, we are just hunters, and um, we're going to leave now. <laughs> and the Titans <laughs> are like, thank God nobody got hurt. Yeah, good for them. Nice work, Corey. I, th- I think you did a great job with that. Whew. So much <laughs> happened in that eight minutes and 20-something seconds. Yeah, didn't seem like it, but yeah, summing it up, that was an action-packed adventure. I liked that when the aliens first dropped the primary colored dinosaurs it looked like they just dropped a box of legos out of the bottom of their plane i thought that was pretty fun and i also liked how stoned aqualad and wonder girl looked i know with the how do you describe the way that their their faces are drawn very like minimally very simply like the eye is just sort of like a, a line with a circle under it mm-hmm. but, but even the, that conveyed conveyed like man it is hard to keep these lids open (laughs) it's possible that i'm just projecting because they're the only two titans who we could see their eyes like kid flash and speedy both have the masks that make their eyes pupilless like they were tamaranians Mm -hmm. um but yeah they they've looked pretty high and also wonder girl to me looked like she was drawn being much older than the rest of the gang like she looked kind of like a middle-aged divorcee, I felt like. Like, <laughs> instead of her lasso, I felt like she should have had, like, a cigarette in one hand and, like, a rocks glass of gin in the other and Ooh. just been saying, like, Oh, you titans. Check. <laughs> Speedio. Um, I just fell over because of this dinosaur breathing on me. Forget it. Do you think that we should... No, that's too much work. Maybe we could what? take a small seg- segment of one of these and just do the voices over them. <laughs> you can if you want. You if can you do set Wonder that Girl. up, then yeah. All right. I would be down for that. All right. Um, but yeah, that, that was how I pictured her talking. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty fun episode. I was a little taken aback. That's like, all right, so in the first one, they fight a menace from space. Second episode, menace from space third episode who knows knows? maybe that boomerang arrow will finally come back i'm still Uh, waiting on that thing doubtful if you had to give one titan an mvp for this episode who would it be um probably aqualad because well you know we like him he's aqualad yeah also like it's a rare talent that can grab a crocodile snout and then make it roll onto its back like a happy otter that's true that's a Although their closing muscles in their jaws are much more powerful than their opening muscles in their jaws. So keeping it clamped isn't that much, isn't that difficult. It's uh, stopping it from closing would be more of a feat of strength. But either way, that was pretty impressive. I oh, also, no, no, no. I, I, I don't mean the feat of strength. I mean the fact that the creature reacted um, happily to that sort of attention. Like that means oh, it, that it had to have been done with a degree of finesse not possessed by an ordinary person. Gotcha, gotcha. That that when he does that, he uh, he his reaction is maybe Aqualad will give me some belly rubs. Yeah, pretty sure. If I've I tried heard... that, that thing would just eat me. <laughs> well, don't be so hard on yourself, Corey. I mean, you don't have Aqualad's sea strengthened tenderness. 
But I still think you do pretty good. Hmm. I don't know. It didn't eat those dudes who were hitting it with sticks. That's true. Those guys are shitty hunters. If yeah, they're did... interstellar hunters, how did they capture these monsters in the first place if knowing all of its weaknesses and strengths and having caught it once, their plan is, well, I don't know, maybe if we all just hit it in the belly with some sticks. Yeah, that seemed pretty dumb. Yeah. No, you got to give that thing belly rubs and then drop a net on it because nothing can defeat a net. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was glad that Aqualad was able to get out of that net's way in time. That thing's like his arch enemy. Yeah, no kidding. All right, are you ready to watch the final episode? Uh, let me find it. Okay, I'm gonna prepare myself mentally to watch this program. And you know what? It's the last one. I'm gonna have a little bit more of this absinthe. Oh, great um, I cannot stress enough how not very good it is. Yeah, I decided to supplement with some good old bourbon. Good call. All right. You ready to start watching? I'm ready. All right. What do you think of that one, Corey? I thought that the way that the mutant guys spoke was really funny. Yeah, you could almost hear the group of dudes just saying, Rutabaga, Rutabaga, Rutabaga. That was pretty great. Uh, yeah, they were some goofy-looking unicorn men who lived in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. No um, Oh, I didn't even notice. Yep. I guess my eyes, my eyes were just naturally drawn towards their unicorn horns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were impressive. Yeah. They could have a t-shirt that would say, my nipples aren't up here to get me to pay attention <laughs> to the fact that they don't have nipples and stop staring at their unicorn horn. <laughs> That's just the absence talking. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so you want to try to sum this bad boy up? Okay. You want to start or you want me to start? I'll, I'll jump in and, and then you can take over after the okay. dramatic water landing. Um, so we see a little kid running along a cliffside being pursued what looks suspiciously like the fuchsia-hued pterodactyl from the previous episode, but it's not him. And uh, it's trying to eat the kid and the kid, who actually looks a little bit like a very young, small version of um, Fred from uh, Scooby-Doo. Oh, I can see that. He hasn't earned his ascot yet, but yeah. No, and he's still in short pants. But, right. Uh, it, and so the, the pterodactyl chases him off the edge of a cliff, and he goes, ah! Meanwhile, he's being pursued by um, by Speedy and uh, Kid Flash in the chopper. And they're like, oh, man, we should rescue that kid, but he falls in the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know, probably, like, Aqualad goes and gets him out of the water, and... Speedy shoots some smoke arrows at the pterodactyl who has a bunch of buddies with him now. And it says that they're smoke bomb arrows to distract the monsters, but it really looks like they just explode the monsters like they are uh, Randy Johnson throwing fastballs at a pigeon. Pretty much, yep. So they end up meeting up. Aqualad gets back on the copter. Speedy... Tells him, 
to relax. Nothing. Speedy <laughs> tells him to relax, and he does. And then, uh, and then the the kid who sounds a lot like he's from one of those like GI Joe PSA parodies that came out like about ten years ago, mm-hmm. says, "Okay, Kid Flash, I'm gonna go with." Oh, I guess he wasn't Kid Flash isn't there yet, but he's like, "Oh, okay, Aqualad, my dad was here, and then I tried to save him, but the mutant men took him. He's an anthropologist, okay." Um, and so that's what happened, and they're like, "Okay, well, we'll save your dad." And they approach this village that's in the mountains, and then these dudes that are wearing, well, I guess they're not wearing anything except for little loincloths, but they have unicorn horns coming out of their heads, and they're like, rutabaga, rutabaga, rutabaga. And then they throw exploding energy spears at the helicopter, Mm -hmm. and the helicopter crashes, and they take Aqualad and Kid Flash and the little kid captive and put him in a cell with uh, the kid whose name is Johnny's dad, who is wearing a pith helmet like he's Theodore Roosevelt or the younger brother from Arsenic and Old Lace who thinks he's Theodore Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And he's got like a, a really big goatee and intense eyes like a young Orson Welles. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to take it from here? All right, uh, so where are we? We're captured in the the stone prison hut? Yep. All right. My recollection gets a little fuzzy here, but okay, so they're in jail. And then Wonder Girl's like, I'll distract them. Wait, where did Wonder Girl come from? I I can't remember how she showed up, actually. Okay, so they they call uh, Wonder Girl and Kid Flash. Oh, that's right, they called. Yep, that's right. On their, like, wrist communicators, probably. Um, yeah, Aqualad sends a distress call. He's like, oh my god, guys, help, we're crashing in the mountains, here's the coordinates. And they're like, oh shit. And so they take off to go help their friends. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's what happens. And so then Wendy shows up, and she's like, oh, I gotta d- distract these guys. Um, so I'll just fly through the air, batting the energy spears with my bracelets. And then uh, Kid Flash runs up, grabs uh, the bow and arrows from um yep. speedy who's in jail and then like runs up and like vibrates his pelvis against the prison jail wall <laughs> uh-huh. the sound effect sounds like one of those spring door stoppers like that's just like and it's animated in such a way that it really does look like he's humping the wall yeah it's but, pretty uh, great yeah yeah that was that was funny and uh so but no he's not humping it he's just vibrating his atoms enough to get through the wall like he does and so he he pops through on the other side and he's like hey guys what's up and um he kind of gives uh speedy a little trouble about losing his arrows and asks if he's ready to have his toys back and he's like yeah yeah man kid flash is a real fucking weisenheimer in this issue also he Wait, is it him or Speedy that's talking crazy? It's Speedy, right? Who's like talking like he's so coked up, like all the words just blend together. Speedy's talking like he's a newspaper man in a 1940s screwball comedy, see? He's talking fast like this and enunciating with a flat mid-Atlantic accent in a way that's a little bit disorienting. The part at the end when they're about ready to go, he says, I actually had to try and write it down because I couldn't pick out what he was saying. (laughs) He said... How about that, Chick? We're clear for takeoff. <laughs> but he's talking about Wonder Girl. Yeah. Who 
hoisted their chopper. But I'm I'm getting ahead. Anyway, okay, so where where are we? We're in jail, and um, Speedy arrows an explosive arrow to get out of jail. Yeah, he has a wall destroying arrow, which he shoots at the wall, which seems very specified. Yeah, and then they bust out of jail, and the unicorn men try to stop them because they don't want anybody to find out about their valley, and then they escape. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Girl ties her lasso around the chopper and like hoists it up through the trees and they right. all uh, jump on that and then speedy says how about that check we're clear for takeoff <laughs> <laughs> and then the dad's like hey guys so we're like not gonna tell anybody about these dudes right and they're like yeah okay bye <laughs> bye da, da, da. yeah so this is three things that are like these remarkable scientific discoveries that the titans are just like oh glad that's over let's go back to the cold house well they have the right approach to big new scientific discoveries which is you punch them as much as you can and then you go back to your clubhouse Mm. simpler times indeed yeah i thought we were actually getting a sequel when that big pink uh pterodactyl first showed up but nope it's a new form of pink pterodactyl that i guess is just a pterodactyl that lives in the mountains with these unicorn men they don't have a good reason for not wanting to tell anybody about this it seems like the discoverer dude that's johnny's dad just seems embarrassed about it in some way Mm. yeah it it's all very mysterious i mean they don't have a prime directive i get the idea that the unicorn men didn't want to be found. And if they were like, had some kind of discussion about like, well, they seem like they'd like to be left alone. So let's respect their wishes. But it really did just look like the dad was embarrassed about getting captured. So it's like, and we won't tell anybody about that. Will we? And the Titans are like, I don't give a shit. I already punched some stuff. Bye. Mm -hmm. Speedy's got some more cocaine to get back to. So we're out of here. See you later. (laughs) Man, the whole he is not only that last line that I remembered, but everything he says is a mile a minute. He is speaking very, very quickly. Maybe they were trying to justify having him have the name Speedy. Uh, maybe the person who was the voice actor didn't have notes on their character's attributes and just saw that he was named Speedy and was like, oh, okay, Speedy, so I'll talk fast. See, mm-hmm. I get that. Also, this person that was the voice actor in the scenario was the boss from a Christmas Prince who also talked like that. But yeah, honestly, this was my favorite episode. I think. How about you? I liked it also mostly just because of the goofy rutabaga rutabaga noises that the mutant guys made whenever there was a scene of them all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was just pretty fun. There's, you know, not a ton of meat on these bones, but I very much enjoyed watching these cartoons with you on 420, Corey. Likewise. Do you have anything fun planned for the rest of the holiday? Um, I'm probably going to sit on the couch and eat some snacks. Yeah, I'm probably going to rewatch some Great British Bake Off. Hey, I learned a good bread baking tip. Would yeah. you like to hear it? Yes. Okay, so you know how you're watching the Great British Bake Off and you're like, oh man, I wish I had a proving drawer like they have. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? I, I have my own solution, but I'm curious to hear what yours is. Is it 
letting the dough rise in the oven with the light on but the oven off? Uh, it would be, except my oven is is uh, has a proof setting on it. What? Yep. Mine doesn't have a proof setting, but I've found that it works as the like basically as a proving drawer if you turn the light in the oven on but keep the oven off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I used it today. I made a loaf of uh, sourdough that came out quite nice. Very nice. So yeah, I'm gonna eat some toast. Probably play some Kingdom Hearts. Um, that sounds. You good. ever play Kingdom Hearts? No, what's that? It's a game where it's like a D and D adventure where the objective is friendship and caring, and Donald Duck and Goofy are with you, and you fight some anime people and all the Disney bad guys. Wow, that's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Mm. Um, Lisa's really good at it. I just started playing. Nice. It's nice. I like it because it doesn't seem like a video game you can be bad at, which is my kind of video game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that kind, too. I may yeah. uh, I may convince, try and convince Tina to watch uh, Tremors because I don't think she's seen that, and I need to get oh. caught up with you. It's so good. Yeah, and then we're going to watch Tremors 4 together, right? I, yeah, that's why I got to get the ball rolling okay i'm i'm still holding off on that all right okay well thank you so much for joining us on this special 420 episode listeners i almost (laughs) called you readers you're probably readers too you strike me as a very literate bunch um the weed absinthe and the weed are kicking in right now so i'm gonna stop talking into a microphone we'll see if i end up releasing this but uh thanks for joining us and Happy Weed's birthday. How about that, Check We're clear for takeoff. Rutabaker, Rutabaker, Rutabaker. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. And they knew it. All right, I'm going to say three, and then we should hit play. Okay. You're taking a long time to count. Are you still there? Has yours started yet? You said you were going to say three. Oh, I thought I did. (laughs) 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 All Um, right, I'll start over. Let's try that again. Okay, ready? Yeah. (laughs) Did I say the first two numbers? No. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs)